You know how well motivated you are? You're so well motivated that if Luke Skywalker's family were to buy you, you wouldn't explode at all. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. Thank you for tuning into the po- to the Transmit Podcast. This is an emergency episode. Why is it such an emergency? Because we, we've we both seen The Mandalorian. Yeah. And we have to talk about it. There is no other choice. We have to bring this to your attention. Episode one and two. Yeah. So we're behind, but we're it's safe because we can put this out. And everyone's seen it. Who's going to see it? Have you seen episode two yet? Yes, I have. Okay. And it is really good. Uh, I think, um, so let, let's start off by saying I'm your host, Spike. I'm Victor. And uh, Amanda, again, isn't here. I think uh, we're going to go back to the two-person po- uh, format for a while. She has a job now because she's an adult. <laughs> I have a job too, but... Yeah, but she has a different job than you'd have. She's got other responsibilities. Yeah. And a, uh, a job that doesn't line up with uh, ours yeah but you know what that's fine and and listen i'll miss her and i'll try to get her on the podcast as much as possible but um you know i, I don't i hold no ill will towards that traitorous piece of shit it's <clears throat> open to anyone else who wants to be a part of it oh yeah listen if you've got a smooth voice like us oh we should get luciano on here oh yeah let's get he doesn't live here anymore so it'd be hard to do but listen if you want to see if he can do a, a podcast with us, I am all down for that. That'd be funny because he didn't really, he doesn't really talk or speak much. <laughs> He'd be like, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, this is some real inside baseball from our high school days. And we're, that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? So we no. We, well, this is still super. He's part of Super Awesome Showdown. He is so it's like listen, Super Awesome Showdowny stuff to talk about. Yeah, he, you know, you're absolutely right. And he could also help me make sure that our audio doesn't sound like shit. So th- there's a lot of things he can do for us, you know? This is really good mics, actually, man. Right? Yeah, that's the one I uh, picked up with uh, tip money. Don't tell my job. Uh, okay, so we watched The Mandalorian, and uh, let me tell you, if you're into really good Star Wars, and I don't think... Uh, listen, Victor, you said it was because of maybe low expectations. Yeah. I, I didn't have low expectations. I just... I, I actually thought it looked really good, and I still loved it. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think maybe that helped you, and maybe... I just really, I'm an easy sell for this style of Star Wars, where it's very Western, you know? Mm-hmm. They went back to the roots of it. It's a Western in space. Yeah. With, like, magic space monks. They totally did. Um, I didn't really like the uh, Clone Wars, Star Wars Clone Wars. No one liked those. Well, which, really? wait, 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 the Clone the, Wars, is even, you mean, like, the three prequels or the no, cartoon? the cartoon. Uh, I was okay with... Did you watch with, that? Yeah, I did. I was okay with that. Because, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, you know, it introduced Ahsoka Tano, yeah. and she was better in... Um, Star Wars Rebels, mm-hmm. even though she was kind of limited in that. Yeah. They didn't really make it... The vibe was more like a Saturday morning kind of like serial, kind of like Saturday morning cartoon type feel. Yeah. Was that, the feel of that show. That's true, yeah. Well, it, it, was, it was for like, kids, but it was still like, it was canon, so it was kind of weird. If you're a big Star Wars fan, you have to know what's in that in order to yeah. know the canon. Where like the voice, <laughs> like explaining what happened last time, was like... Well, the Imperial Troopers. Blah, oh, you, you, blah, blah. oh, you mean the like the the movie, like the movie had a lot of that. Oh, did it? Yeah, that was the movie that had that. But I felt like the cartoon had that. I, mean, too. I think it had a little bit of that. Yes, but um, the 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 movie movie like was was pretty bad because you just had like combat fatigue because it was just <laughs> one extended act. I saw that movie in theaters because I'm a Star Wars nerd, mm-hmm. and it was just one continuous action scene with no real breaks. Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Well, the uh, the movie version, yes. Yeah. The I didn't see many episodes of that, but I do remember the one where they had some pretty good ideas, though. Some pretty good, oh yeah, story ideas, like where Anakin's on this planet and like he's just shirtless the whole time. And he like paints his chest. He's like going all Rambo. Oh, I think I yeah, I remember that, that one. one. Yeah, like he's trying to learn about this alien race. I'm not sure if he ends up killing them, but 
Oh, no, he, he probably he does. He wasn't super evil yet. Yeah. Later on, he'd be super evil. But no, no, we're, we're talking yeah. about the Mandalorian. Again, well, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to give people a basis for how I feel about oh, okay, Star Wars television shows. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. So, so all right, I wasn't expecting much. I was expecting it to be actually like a kids show. Yeah. Because at breakfast burrito Thursday at my job, uh, some guys were talking about like, yeah, that Mandalorian's coming out, and then like another guy was like, yeah, you guys get a little excited over there about a kids show. <laughs> but it was not a kids. It show. was absolutely. Th- this was. Gritty. It was. It is a, I feel like it. You can. It's a family show. It may be a family show, but it does. It is have, kind of gritty, though. Yes, it is. It's. It's like a. It, you'd show it like later on in the evening on network television, possibly. Yeah. How did that show? How did How did the first episode open? Well, the first episode opened on that ice planet in that bar. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the Mandalorian walks into a bar, and mm-hmm. this sounds like a joke. And. <laughs> These, okay, I got these ruffians. Oh, okay, yeah. The, these ruffians are about to like yeah. get this um, blue guy. Blue guy's glands. He has great glands. It got oh, really. really? He's, they're after his glands. They're after his glands. It's very Rick and Morty esque. It, it? it is actually yes, and it <laughs> it's if it, it sounds kind of sexual and kind of hostile ish, but it's a uh, it, it's still it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Mandalorian walks in, and uh, they they do the typical bad guy thing, which is a hey, new guy. I'm going to assert dominance by. Saying you spilled this drink that you didn't spill, yeah, and they get in his face. <clears throat> it, it's like the prototypical like self defense school thing where they say, "Let's say you're at a bar and someone gets in your face. What do you do?" Yeah, and it, it may as well have had those like uh, those old western bars right? doors where they swing open and then swing shut. And yeah, stuff, well, you know, this is whole... the future version where it's like a spiral thing. It, it... Okay, I have a thing on that spiral thing, right? Oh, they make so that... he gets into a big bar fight. Yes, he does. That's guys, great. Right? So in a way, let, let's let's work up to that. <laughs> okay. So yeah, they're they they kind of get it in his face and stand and loom over him and say, "You owe us a drink." They're trying to get him to, and they start talking about his armor and how it's really good, like Mandalorian steel. Mm-hmm. And the bartender like tries to placate him by sliding a drink to him. And then he gets into a bar fight when he smashes that drink into somebody's face. Okay, I don't remember that part. Oh, that was a great part. But we hear the Mandalorian's voice in yes. that scene, right? It's very Clint Eastwood. It does. It's it like, has a kind of a, a gruff voice. He talks like this with yeah. his teeth together, kind of. It does. Almost. Yeah, it, it, he sounds. Yeah, it's got that kind of um, like radio quality to it. Like just uh, gotta talk with my teeth together. Oh Jesus, <laughs> that that's about right. I actually, talk, I, ta- I talked uh, the ears of the show listeners. Okay, you you're making sweet love to their voice. Well, okay, but what I don't get is okay. We the, the the electronic sphincter is set up. Right. That's the door. It's like a basically a an aperture. It's an anus. Like a it's a metal anus or a film aperture. Yeah. Film. Uh, we could use the camera reference or the anus. I, I like metal anus <laughs> personally. And you know, that's how it's a pretty efficient door. Like I think that would be kind of a cool door because you know it's the snow and it has to be like airtight. Like, yeah, you like want an anus. You like, want that to be sort of quick. Yeah, clenched. <laughs> So it clenches, yep. and then it opens to let people in, and then it clenches again to protect people from... But So this guy is leaving. Well, he's not... I think I already kind of... He spoiled it, but no, it, it's really... He's trying, to, he's trying to crawl out, and then like it closes, and it... Well, no, he It is powerful enough... To cut a, to cut a man in half. In half. Yeah. No, he doesn't... It doesn't just close like automatically on him, yeah. because he, he runs away after he gets like into this pretty well-choreographed fight. It looks like a real fight, yeah. and he does that, that move I love where like the squid guy... He's from Moncala, I think. It's from one of the co-species of Moncala. Mm-hmm. And he slams that dude's head into the bar top just by pushing it. You know, like something you could never do with a real person where yeah. you just put your hand on their head. And, and slam them down. You couldn't do that. I feel like a real person would kind of like be like, get off yeah, me. You, yeah, you would resist that with your whole body. Yeah. But it, it looks good in the movie. So he's crawl. He's like running away. 
and the Mandalorian has like a grappling hook and shoots him and gets his leg and tugs him and then he tr- rolls over and shoots at him and mm-hmm. catches him in his like laser proof armor. Mm-hmm. And then he pull then the Mandalorian pulls out his blaster and hits the door control, which always makes it close. Oh yeah, instead but of in, an open rider. Yeah, in Star yeah in Star Wars, if you shoot door controls, the door will close and lock forever, basically. <laughs> not just like stop working. Yeah, not just in the state that it's already in. Nope, close and <laughs> and lock. Yeah. This has been from from the first Star Wars movie. This has been lore. I feel like there would be fail safes on a door like that that can wait. It doesn't crush work. someone. You yeah. know, like. That doesn't seem like. What if it like just malfunctioned when like num- someone was normally just walking in? Just someone's just family member. Doors, like, you know how some people take a long time to leave and stuff. Yeah, they just stand in the door. Like, All right. Oh, I gotta say one more thing. Uh, they start talking in yep. the middle of the door, and then it closes and just like cuts them in half <laughs> vertically. <laughs> right. And yeah, that's the thing. You like, think it would like be like an elevator where it, like feels something and it goes, oh, there's someone no, there. No, no, no. no yeah. Like elevator doors don't just like slam shut. And, yeah. Like, th- this this is the outer room we're talking about. So no, you, this is gonna cut your ass in half. Yeah. And that's kind of gruesome because they show like the door close and you hear a thump, yeah. and it's like you know what happened. And this is where you see like the um, the Mandalorian's like uh, true um, uh, was it uh, mercenary nature where yeah. he's, he just kind of looms over the blue guy they were about to like remove his glands from, and he puts this little puck which you find out is a is a bounty puck. And it's like, oh, is that me? And like, that he's here for the blue guy. Yeah, I kind of saw that one coming. It's yeah, like, oh, it, he wants the blue guy. Well, yeah, once he st- once he spends more than a quarter second looking at him, you know, like, <laughs> something's up. So he takes him to the uh, to his ship uh, via speeder, for, but first he denies a um, a droid driven speeder. Yeah, a really nice one for one. Dr- uh, wh- who's Why that? Why does he deny the droid? Well, he doesn't there, like technology. He's a, a boomer. Bit, there's a fair amount of droid racism in. Uh, <laughs> oh. You, you remember again in the first um, in in episode uh, four, A New Hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they're they're already saying like, yeah, we don't serve droids here, so people don't like droids there. Are droids sentient? I think yes. If you if you listen to C three PO, if you're if you're supposed to like C three PO and R two D two, yes, they are in some way sentient. Yeah, this this was even before artificial technology huh? or artificial intelligence. So they're oh, yeah. all artificially intelligent. They're just people, yeah, beings, droids. Yeah, uh, fucking so, droids. Fucking droids. So yeah, he says no to that and gets a shitty, uh, shitty speeder uh, driven by a comedian. You know who's that? Uh, I forget his a name. Comedian. But... We have to look this guy up. Horatio Sands. Horatio Sands was the blue guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's driven by Brian Posehn, which I which I I noticed him immediately, and it kind of popped to me a little bit. But I still like that. You know, th- this is sort of role that you know a comedian who was a nerd as a kid would love. Yeah. So he. he... He was a Star Wars. He he has a whole bit on Star Wars. Too. Oh, I'll bet. So yeah, he um he drives him to the Mandalorian's like pre Empire ship, mm-hmm. and uh, a giant like sea lion basically attacks him. Yeah, the giant sea lion. I didn't I didn't read it as a sea lion. Oh, uh, well, they, yeah. When they show the uh, the concept art, it's it's supposed to look like a sea lion. Yeah, maybe it changed. Yeah, probably changed between line. concept art and um, final rendering. Then I had another question when this giant sea lion comes. Yeah, like. You know, like if you go to Alaska or something, you know, something that's, you know, go to town in Alaska. Yeah, go to like Nome or something. Is there still like wildlife? Like yeah, yeah, everywhere. Wildlife everywhere? Like, do you still, wild... are you still in danger? Do you oh, have to yeah, carry a gun because there's a bear going to attack in you? In Canada, yeah, like moose will fucking murder you. Like a moose is like eight feet tall and will is violent. Because I know here in like the city kind of area of San Diego, we've pretty much driven all beasts away as, as well we should and yeah so i mean if you go like on a hike there are places where you want to hike with somebody because like uh, a mountain lion around here mm-hmm. won't attack two like toddlers but it'll attack a grown adult alone 
Yeah, because that what my reasoning was is like in the future when there's galactic civilizations, I feel like the civilization portions on the diff- the cities on the planets would drive away more of the wildlife. Yeah, but this is but like, in Star Wars, we always we're always met with giant monster, giant monster wall, yeah, exactly, wildlife. Exactly. So that that's how you can still have that. But and also it's like more like an old west town again. It's not like yeah. a fully. It's not like Coruscant where the whole planet's just a city. Yeah, they've driven away all the beasts by that point. Yeah. Uh, let's they see. should go to Coruscant. That'd be dope in this. Oh, yeah. I think that'll look beautiful. Because a lot of these shots are just beautiful. It is a well-shot movie. They like they like to show the big Western expanse views. Oh, yeah. And it came from um, a little art history. Back when American, you know, when we were colonizing America. Yeah. Europeans, they didn't have these huge views, these huge vistas in Europe. Mm-hmm. Which I... This is what my art history told, teacher told me. So when they got like this American art, oh, I forgot what it was called, but there's a style of American art. Oh, yeah. And I think we've uh, all seen it. Yeah. Where it's just big, huge landscapes. It'll be like the desert or like redwoods oh, yeah, or it, something. It really represents like the American spirit yeah. of like going over that next hill. Yeah. Like the frontier. And the, then like the uh, Europeans, when they saw this, like all this undeveloped land, it was like it blew their minds. So oh, they're like really into this American art. And that's what westerns westerns try to show like um, they like to show huge scenes like they'll they'll back up away from Clint Eastwood and they'll show like the huge desert that he's in because they want to set up just how big this world that he's exploring is, and they did that in the Mandalorian, as well. So they kept that kind of American film style yeah. making that western film for like a, the space odyssey right that right they're... and even when he goes into space it's like beautifully shot with it you know mm-hmm. what the ship looks like but they pull back and really show like this kind of tiny ship against like a planet eating up part of the screen and a beautiful yeah. star field lit beautifully so it, it's in a lot of ways this this is a well-made uh, show it is but what, what i like is the next scene after he gets him off the planet <clears throat> and he's he's not even oh. talking to this blue skin guy like this fish dude He's like running his mouth talking about life day and shit, <laughs> and uh, like I, I gotta use your can. And they actually show a a space toilet, which I makes, think that was the first time I've ever seen uh, a Star Wars toilet, a Star Wars bathroom, right? Uh, well, you've never seen a Star Trek bathroom either, so I mean, so. But I feel like I've heard them talk about it. They, before. Yeah, they have. They really have. And I feel like I've seen like Riker or Picard like in front of like a mirror, mirror, like yeah. a bathroom mirror before. But that's like the antechamber for the bath. That's like if you have a bathroom that's separate from like. The toilet and shower area. It's weird. <laughs> so yeah, he's like running his mouth trying to like look around his ship. And then you see like all these like bounties frozen in carbonite. And you're like, oh, it, from unit one, you realize, oh, this guy's about to get frozen in carbonite. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it looks like I'm not going to make life day. And then he's just there like, I guess not. Life day. The, they made the Christmas special canon. Can't, oh, God. That's the only downside to that episode. <laughs> So uh, what I love is like apparently yeah Boba Fett's um, trip to um, Cloud City and in freezing Han and Carbonite really yeah. changed the bounty hunting industry. Yeah, because it went from this giant uh, carbon freezing facility to mm. something on his ship, mm. and for bounty hunting, like it, it, it's the only use it could be. He had a bunch of those bounty guys. He in did. His he, ship. Like, like he, a deck of cards almost. It was great, right? And so you can tell, like, oh, this is just the standard for bounty hunting. <laughs> yeah. It's like in any time Quentin Tarantino makes a bounty hunting movie, yeah. they just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he takes him, uh, I guess what he calls warm, Yeah, not cold. Te- technically, what he means is alive, I guess. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you're frozen, but you're warm, quote unquote. Yeah, you're alive. So I, I really like how they kind of address, like, the Empire falling, because when he delivers it to a Lando-ish looking guy... Mm-hmm. 
um, the bounty hunting, like uh, the guild. Yeah. He tries to, oh. That was Carl Weathers, I think, I think so. from Predator. Yeah. But yeah, I really like it because they show um, like this attempted at, attempted payment. And Carl Weathers, I think yeah, it's Carl Weathers, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Carl Weathers. He puts uh, money on the table, and it's like imperial money. He's like, I don't, I don't take that shit. Not Billy D. Not Billy D. Williams. Williams. You're right. I'm, listen, there's like three black people in Star Wars at this point, okay? <laughs> like, really, overall, like four. Lando, young Lando. Yep. Uh, now Billy D. Williams and that one black dude who blew up in um in a uh, Return of the Jedi. There was an X-wing oh, pilot. Really? Yeah, she said he's gonna. He said she's gonna blow, and then he died. So the. There's like, yeah, like four black people in all of Star Wars. But um, what I was going to say is, yeah, he tries to pay him in Imperial credits, and he's like not having that shit. Fuck Imperial credits. So yeah, the, the, the Empire's gone. And so he gets like Mon Calamari money, which I, is a name like Krill or Squid or something, which is really, I really like that. And uh, I was probably looking away at that point. I, yeah, I he just, gets. I just kind of had it on. Uh, see, you shouldn't. Yeah, I shouldn't tell. It's Star Wars. It, it, for the very least, at the first viewing of a Star Wars property, you need to give it proper re- reverence, okay? <laughs> Good lord. This, I thought I knew you, okay? But I, I obviously don't. Um, so I yeah. saw when he meets um, uh, that other German guy, the German director. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is after he goes. Um, no, no. This, yeah, he goes to before he goes to the the Mandalorian clan, his clan on that same planet. He meets the German, um, which is kind of uh, ap- kind of apt since you know the. The Empire was supposed to be the Nazis. Yeah. Um, it's a German dude with some um, ragged-looking stormtroopers. I wonder if they're trying to hold, like, a... What are they... What are, like, a tribunal? A tribunal. Well, they're trying to, like... Oh, yeah, definitely. They're, they're going in front of the Space Hague. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't they get all the Nazis and try to, like, convict them or something? Yes, unless they were scientists. Then they yeah. went to NASA. Oh. So... Oh, so, yeah. The, um, yeah, we had Nazis in NASA. Yeah, so, like, the Death Star would yeah. be built by... The Death Star can be built... Still, you still can be told by, by the Nazi, by the the um, imperial, 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 not imperial Nazi uh, scientists. scientists. Well, they did make Star Killer Base later. Remember, so, oh. but, but yeah. So he meets with this guy. He's um saying he's got a bounty for him. It's super like sketchy. Like usually they have like a, a puck with a hologram and a tracking thing, and it's supposed to be like a guild. Mm-hmm. But the, this guy's saying like, no, we can give you a shit. We can give you a bunch of money and this sweet um. Uh, Mandalorian steel, like a like a billet of that steel. It looks like um, what's known as a um, as the steel looks like um like a billet of Damascus. Which if you if you melt down Damascus like they do later, it loses that structural integrity because mm-hmm. the reason it's wavy is because you took different types of steel, stacked them, then smashed them flat after you heated them up, and then folded them, smashed them, folded them, and smashed them again, and that gives it strength and gives it different properties. And if you melt it all down, it all just mixes together. But I guess the point is that this is super nice steel, and it's supposed to have a really good look to it. It has an imperial stamp, like they stole it from Mandalore. Uh-huh. And so he really wants that. So he takes this bounty, and he takes uh, he takes the uh, the ingot back to his uh, his clan. On oh, that is that pl- like a down payment? Yeah, that's the down payment. And he says he has a bunch more of it for him. And uh, so basically, you learn a little bit more about the Mandalorians and that they really like revere their armor. Uh-huh. And it's used to sponsor like foundlings, which is like orphans. Uh-huh. And the Mandalorian is a foundling, right? Yeah, she said that it was going to sponsor a bunch of stuff. I th- a bunch of fa- a bunch of foundlings, yeah. yeah. So um, I'm guessing that you know they find them. That's how they get their first armor. They train them to be cold-blooded killers yeah. for money. Yep, and good good for them. <laughs> it's important in that universe to have a skill set. Um, so yeah, he gets a new pauldron, which is shoulder armor bit. 
and it looks great. Like, his helmet looks like that, and now his shoulder armor looks like that. And I'm guessing, like, as the series goes on, he's going to get more of it. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so Mandalorian armor is, like, super, like, nice, apparently. Takes bolt, blaster bolts all the time. Uh, so is it still in the same first episode? Where, no, yeah. This, where he, he goes to the planet. He goes to the planet. So he mm-hmm. goes to the planet at the behest of the Imperial. And uh, he almost gets murdered by what looks like a tadpole with legs and a mouth. Yeah. Like, that sneaks up on him pretty fast. I know. You'd think, like, a trained, like, warrior whose religion is weapons would get, like, a little more heads up when a three... Like, well, it's like a 800-pound two-legged creatures run it up on it's him. It's almost the size of like a rhinoceros almost. Seriously, it's huge <laughs> and for some reason he doesn't spot it. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, it almost kills him and he manages to subdue it with the help of a... of so, What's that? A the, local guy. A local guy's name who, who when, he's, when he's done talking he'll just say, I have spoken. Which I, it's going to be a meme for a while now. <laughs> I have spoken. It's like People will say like, I like um, spaghetti this way. I have spoken. It's the new <laughs> change my mind, I think. <laughs> That's the yeah. That's that's all I got to say about that. And I'm not going back on my word. I have spoken. So yeah, he um this guy you find out later he wants to like get this gang off this planet because mm-hmm. they're they're guarding this bounty, and he, so he goes he manages to like mm-hmm. tame this beast with the help of the new guy, which is uh, voiced by Nick Nolte, I think. I don't know. I think it's Nick Nolte. Yeah, the oh, An- really? Anthony was talking about. Um, fans of the show may know him as Polybius. <laughs> yeah. In Dynamo. And Dynamo. Um. So. He tames uh, the beast because uh, he's a Mandalorian. He's badass. Uh, yeah, he was saying that, um, well, Mandalorian, he said that he didn't know how to ride one of those. And what? then the guy had to remind him, he's like, oh, don't you, didn't you guys ride these guys all the well, time? Well, they rode something else that's probably more like the equivalent of a dragon. I'm so guessing. he's like a millennial. <laughs> he's, he had shift. A Mandalorian. He doesn't, he doesn't know how to, yeah, do a work. Uh, he doesn't know shift. how to do things the old ways. <laughs> no, he does not. But the, see, that's the cool scene because there's a slight, there's a very slight twinge of like kind of metaphysical kind of finding your balance and finding, you know... Yeah, because he does, like, kind of come up on him yeah, with his hands up. He's like, whoa. Yeah, whoa. it's kind of... It's not the force, but it's kind of, like, the same philosophical... Being in tune. ...kind of thing of being in tune with an animal and, like, you know, getting to know it and then learning to ride it and stuff. This incredibly hideous beast with dinner plate-sized eyes and a mouth that's half its body. So, yeah, this Mandalorian has gone almost like on a Luke Skywalker hero's journey almost. A, li- a little bit, oh, but he's man. still a little too badass. He's a little too Han Solo for that. He's a little too Han Solo, but, like, you know, I think I feel like he's opening up yeah. throughout the show. <laughs> yeah, and so um, they, they ride to the camp because the, the guy voiced by Nick Nolte wants these guys off his planet. And um, so he's, he's, like, looking down a telescope at this, like, Old West-looking town. Mm-hmm. It looks awesome. And then uh, one of those um, bounty hunting droids, you've probably seen they have like a cylindrical head. It looks exactly like a Pueblo and like a Western. It does. And it it looks like a Mexican Pueblo. <laughs> it, it absolutely. Town. And this goes back to that uh, that Western in space. It's like you're going to have a shootout in this town. And they have a, a shootout. Cause the, and those those aliens are definitely the Mexicans. Yeah. They always... <laughs> they, at least they don't give them an, inf- an insulting accent. Like, yeah, Misa, do this. <laughs> They didn't. They didn't sound like Mexicans. Hang on, uh, hunting. What are you looking for? I'm looking up the name of that that droid. Oh, that droid. That droid's almost like a steampunk looking guy. It looks. Yeah. He looks like he's made of like pipes. And it's stuff. okay. It's an IG88. So yeah, IG88 shows up and is like going after the same bounty, and uh, the Mandalorian doesn't know this. So it's like there's drama here. This is going to be like his thing. Mm-hmm. So he's this droid is like all like I'm just gonna walk straight in and start shooting people and it's it's hilarious because he's got like this sweet dual like pistol style 
Yeah. But it's like super like stiff and rigid. Yeah, it's pretty. His his waist has, does like a three sixty. He's got eyes all motion. around him. His head does three sixty. I like. He just keeps like saying, "Well, it looks like it's looking kind of bad. Time to self destruct." <laughs> like, Don't fucking self destruct. Yeah, he's a very suicidal robot. So yeah, it's like if you didn't care about your life, you'd just say, "Uh, shit's going bad. I'm programmed to self destruct now." <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I'm standing right next to you. And it is a really fun shootout because it's like they're doing that thing where he's like shooting from the hip at people at like a roof across the street. Yeah, they shoot from the hip a lot in that. In Star Wars, again, it's Star another Wars. Western thing where they just, they don't yeah. need to aim. Aiming is for idiots. Yeah, and there's a thing where there's people like on the, on like coming out of windows that are the buildings right. and standing on top of the, like and they the just, roof they of turn, buildings. They turn around like a complete 360, and but they somehow knew they were coming out of a window behind them a hundred yards back. Yeah, and you see a lot of people getting shot out of windows and falling down. Falling out of the window. Because you, that's like a nice western that's trope. That's super stress. Yeah, I love that. So they they get they they clear out everyone. Because it wouldn't look oh. it wouldn't look as cool if like he got shot and he went back into fall the building. Yeah, exactly. You know? He has to fall out of the window. Yeah, they probably also didn't like build the inside of the sets, so yeah. they couldn't show him like falling back into the room. Oh, okay. Maybe. I mean, these things have like a two hundred million or a twenty million dollar budget per episode. Well, I'm pretty sure those guys had. Well, maybe not. Maybe not. They had one interior, and that's where they find their bounty. So like they they walk in after they clear out the place with the help of a floating turret. Were you guessing what the bounty was? Did, did I was, you have any idea what I it was going to no, be? I had no clue. Okay. So I, I knew it was going to have some drama because mm-hmm. you don't have like a mysterious bounty with not enough information, <laughs> and it, everything just turns out all right. Yeah, it just turns out yeah, it's just another guy. It's just oh, here he is. So where's my money? Oh, here it is. All right. And roll credits. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's going to be something like you have to go like oh shit now I have to deal with this, and it is because. Uh, spoiler alert now, in case you don't know. This is a spoiler cast. It's kind of a meme now. Uh, probably, but... Baby Yoda. Baby it's baby Yoda. <laughs> and IG-88 is just going to shoot the thing in cold yeah. blood. It's like... It's like, oh, there it is. It's just, no, no, no. <laughs> he keeps like, no, no, wait. We'll take it in the life. Like, nope. The, the thing says we have to murder the baby. <laughs> and I love it because I knew he was going to shoot the, the robot. Yeah. But anyone who hasn't seen like a movie before will be fooled for a second. Because they show like him just they, that dramatic thing where it's like they just show his face and a and a bolt blast next to him. Yeah. And it just turns out he like shot like without looking at through the robot's head. And even really moving his body, he just like lifted his arm up. Yeah, exactly. Shot. <laughs> like, he didn't move his like body very much. Yeah, not at all. He's just 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 a flash. It's like yeah. you couldn't tell, and it's like you can tell that was coming, but it was still fun. Yeah. Um, Listen, you spend that much time firing from the hip, you don't need to aim at all. Yeah, but it's not actually Baby Yoda. It's like the it, same race as same Yoda. race. Yeah, and there's and we're learning that they're they're all force sensitive. Apparently, oh, they are. Well, because this one was like okay. out of our sample group of everyone that's been on screen, they've all been high level force. <laughs> so, out of a sample size of three of potentially billions, yeah, the music was really awesome though. Oh, it was great when it cut to the end and it was playing the theme song. Mm-hmm. It, w- it wasn't like, you know, your basic Star Wars stuff. It, found it, was, it, it sounded like sci-fi adventure kind of fantasy. It was a feel-alike. But then it was very Western. Yeah. It had the, like, the whoa-whoa, kind yeah, of the they, Western feel to it. Like, I, I like the part where, yeah, when he's walking through, like, that town to his next bounty, or his next, to get that bounty, mm-hmm. he sees, like, the, that lizard that Yo- or, um, that the Jabba the Hutt had, mm-hmm. but it's being barbecued in front of one of its <laughs> friends, and you know they're smart enough to see what's going on. Yeah. That is, like, horrific. Yeah, they don't think that's funny, do they? No, they do not. Ooh, ah, oh, always shit. laughing at stuff. Yeah, seriously, I, I like to think that's the same one. 
Yeah, it's the same guy. It's not funny now, right? <laughs> yeah, you laughed at Luke Skywalker getting like dropped into a pit. What do you, how do you like me now, bitch? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, when the when the Empire falls and it just goes to chaos. So Unless that town was just always like that. I think that's an outer rim town, so that's always going to be rough. Because yeah. in canon, the New Republic's taking over. So that's just the outer rim's always going to be the outer rim. It's mm-hmm. just, um, it's always lawless. So, um... And but really, the the cool thing is like these Imperials, like these stormtroopers that guy has, are still wearing stormtrooper armor. But it's like you, you can see like orange like build up and shit. Like they haven't like taken care of it at all. Yeah, start, like, yeah. you you'd think they just like do like the rebel the regular like a uh, uh, rogues thing and just put on like a cool vest. Mm-hmm. But nope, there you have to know for sure these guys used to be stormtroopers. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> they couldn't just say, hey, listen, we're three, we're four stormtroopers. We we got you outnumbered. Well, maybe it's like a thing where, like, hey, the armor worked before. Just keep wearing the armor. It's it dirty. did not work. <laughs> That's the other thing. It's like, you think, oh, finally, we don't have to wear the armor that was taken out by fucking uh, Ewoks. Yeah. Like, an Ewok with a stick killed my buddy last year. <laughs> or, like, four years ago. Yeah, maybe we should get some new armor. Or, or maybe just it's wear like, why are you giving sh- him that steel? Give that to us. Yeah, seriously. What the <laughs> fuck, man? We could be the best enforcers in the galaxy. <laughs> Like, no, you guys must... Stormtroopers have to have a little... A mild amount of suck to them. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you have to not be able to hit anything, and your armor has to literally be made out of PVC. <laughs> it looks like it was made of PVC. It always is. Like, even the like the high-quality, like, Stormtrooper, the, the 501st, you know? Yeah. All their armor's made out of PVC, and it looks exactly right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, listen, we haven't bathed in months. Just give us new clothes. Like, nope. Wear the armor. Yeah, they weren't, uh, and you think they would be kind of more like they're just hanging out with themselves. Exactly. There's no, there's no empire. Like you, you, you think their helmets would be off, you know? They'd be right. relaxing. There's no one to. Maybe they knew the Mandalorian was coming. Yeah, they're like, what... put your helmets on. Go, go, go! We have to make a good impression. <laughs> All right, there's five of us and one of you. Like, I like those odds. That was pretty badass. <laughs> that, that was like that was a so, that was a super western like Clint Eastwood thing to say. Yeah. Like, I like those odds. Yeah. Oh, so man. what about the? You want to go into the second episode, or are we just talking about? Let's the first go into the second one? episode a little bit. Um, now he's dealing with uh, with the Yoda baby. He decided not to kill. Yeah. And now more like at first he has some lizard bounty hunters come after him. Yeah. Like coming after the Yoda baby, and so he realizes, oh, this guy gave like this bounty to a lot of people, and uh, he's realizing this is going to be a massive pain. He gets injured, mm-hmm. and you're starting to see like this Yoda baby like is it's 30 years old, but a baby. It was 50. Oh, 50. Sorry. Yeah. And it's trying to touch him to heal him. You, you, you kind of figure that's what it's doing. Yeah. And he's putting it back in its like floating <laughs> stroller. It's like, he thinks no. he's just getting out. It's like, oh, we're well, just fucking around. He's oddly oddly uh, an okay like, you know, like caretaker. Yeah. Go back in your floaty stroller. <laughs> it's great because it follows you around. Yeah. Like he gets back to his ship and it's being stripped by Jawas. Yeah. I wonder if he still had like any of the... Um... He had a bunch of those carbonite guys in there. I wonder if the Jawas took the carbonite. I know guys. he he sold all those in the first episode. Remember he he turned oh, those in. He turned on all, all the carbonite guys. Yeah, he did all of them. Well, I, I like to think so. They didn't show him like I'm holding one of them. <laughs> I like the the blue the blue skin guy was a personal thing. I, I like blue skin guys, so it's just for me. I want his glands. <laughs> his glands. I hear you can get a high price for those. Um, Maybe people eat the glands. It looks like right because they were talking about the sweet juice from his gland. Oh god, that's so gross. <laughs> So he vaporizes a bunch of Jawas, and they they make off with the parts of his ship. It's a very PG way to kill them. They like vaporize the sparks, and their and clothes it. like flop down. It, yeah. it was like it was like the Rapture, basically. <laughs> he raptured them Rapture with his gun. I mean, that's a pretty impressive gun that can do that. That was a great, yeah. It was a good sniper rifle. Um, 
he he tries to like scale the side in a pretty good action scene, yeah. but they 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 um stun him when he gets up to the top. Yeah, and he takes a big bump from the top. And... Oh, he from the from the top rope. Yeah, like that All would kill a, that would kill All an old back. Man. Yeah. So um, the guy who was voiced by uh, I now I forgot his name. Nick Nolte. Nick Nolte. Uh, he introduced he like brokers a meeting, mm-hmm. and he says like he he find through through negotiations he can't just get his stuff back. Because they stole it fair and square. He has to go get this, like, one-horned rhino's, like, egg. Yeah. And uh, So he has to buy his own shit back. Oh, it's so fucked up. But that's the that's the outer rim again. But the thing I love is, like, they sound like a bunch of perverts when they're talking about this egg. It's like, oh, Utini, Utini, Utini. And it's like... And then they start chanting it. They really do. Egg. It's, Egg egg egg, 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 but it's in a different but it's language, Uchini, right? Or something like that, and it just feels kind of pervy. <laughs> I don't know. I thought I thought the egg was. Um, I thought they were talking about the stroller thingy. Yeah, well, they wanted that at first, and they're like, "You're not getting that." And so, okay, what else is there? It's like, okay, we want this thing, and so it's guarded by this giant like mud horn. It's, yeah. a, it's a rhino with fur, basically. So he has to crawl into this cave. The opening looks uh, suspiciously like an anus. Like another anus. <laughs> like Disney's continuing its theme of uh, of having kind of uh, risque stuff hidden in there. It looks like kind of a gaping butthole. Yeah. It does. And it's They it's, didn't even make it kind of asymmetrical. It was no, like perfectly it's, round. It's, 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 with the lines going la- inwards. Radiating out radiating, from the center. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but he gets, he gets his ass knocked out of there. And like he, he's like trying to bullfight this thing. Yeah. With a muddy gun that doesn't work, which I really like that. Like, the concept, like, this gun doesn't work when you get mud in it. Yeah. And uh, through almost dying, he's, like, down to, like, his, like, boot knife. And he's, like, about to just say, okay, well, you're going to impale your nose on this and murder me. <laughs> and then you find out that Yoda, baby Yoda has, like, the force power. Yeah. And, like, levitates it and lets the Mandalorian stab it in the throat. Mm-hmm. Like, with what the equivalent of, like, a toothpick, right? Yeah. I, I, and it dies instantly. Yeah, the Mandalorian... I mean, that thing had to have thick skin. It had hair, skin. Yeah. It looked looked like the knife was probably the same thickness, length of the thickness <laughs> of, of the thing's of skin. skin. Yeah, it's like... So what kind of arteries did it, like, hit? Like, what a, kind of... It's a Mandalorian knife. It's a bitchin' <laughs> knife. Did, how did it go deep enough to, like, hit a vital uh, artery? No, it did not. Because really, even if you hit an artery... It, you have like 15 minutes of bleeding. And how does he know <laughs> this the... monster that he's never seen before? It's like, I, how does he know where the pressure point is? Again, you know? he's the Mandalorian. <laughs> so yeah, he, he kills it suspiciously quickly. <laughs> yeah. Like he could have just like thrown that. It's like a knife in like movies and video games where you throw it. Yeah. And if you if you stick it, it's you're just gonna, anywhere in the chest or neck, you just die immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, if he stabbed it in the eye or something, or like in the nose, something, some weird kind of weak spot. But nope. he like he just stabbed it kind in, of like in the neck, shoulder neck, shoulder area. neck area, and it just drops. Yeah. But uh, this is where you learn that the cute little thing with big eyes and is super adorable. Like I love that Baby Yoda has mm-hmm. the Force power, like pretty strong too. Yeah. Like Luke had problems like lifting a rock at first. Uh huh. But this thing is like just moving around a giant like four ton monster. He's holding it up there for about like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. And so basically they get it to the Jawa, the egg to the Jawa. It's a furry egg. It looks gross. Yeah. And they hack it with like this little cookery and just start (laughs) eating the goop right out of it. (laughs) You know, they didn't even like, you know. Cook it. Build a fire or anything and like get together and be like, hey, we're all having an egg today. You're having an omelet. It's like, no, it's like we're having egg goo. (laughs) Just stick your hand in there and start looking. You have a handful of goo. (laughs) uh, Yeah. And again, Anthony was like, it's like a, it's like a Yogi, not Yogi Bear, um. 
Winnie the Pooh with a jar of honey. Just oh. stick hand in, just lick the hand. <laughs> or like a, you know, those Cadbury bunny eggs. Oh, yeah, know? like those, yeah. Except for Jawas. Yeah, so basically the next scene is like them walking away with a floating cart full of his own ship that he had to buy back. And, the, and this is where you find the mechanic skills of the Mandalorian. And the uh, more, I think more of, because the Mandalorian says this is going to take days. And then oh. like Nick Nolte alien is like, eh, or he could help. And it's like over the course of one night, basically. <laughs> I mean, imagine if your car got stripped down. of many And then of you got all your parts back. Yeah, like how are you going to... If you and me, like if you were an ace mechanic, it would take us more than an afternoon to I put know. my car back together. I guess apparently spaceships in the Star Wars universe are really easy to put together. Oh, it's like, listen, space travel's gotten to the point where it's like one bounty hunter can fly a spaceship. Yeah, it's just with, like, with a carbon freezing thing designed to like put a living being of different species in perfect stasis. I don't know. If you think about all the the aspects of like a spaceship, you know, the controls and like the, the Faster the than light engine. There's, like the there's sublight engines, faster than light, plumbing, yeah. life support. Uh, was it a, a navigation? Probably gravity, because yep. I don't see them floating around. Exactly, <laughs> and and he has to speak several languages. So like, why would he have to speak several languages? Well, remember he speaks like Jawanese. Oh, he speaks basic. He's okay, for he his probably, main job. Yeah, for his main job. Yeah, he speaks like several. Like most people do, speak several languages. Like yeah. Han Solo understood um, Huttese. Yeah. Without having to like have someone like uh, translate. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a common skill. It's like um, being super genius in like the Marvel universe. They did a funny SNL skit to go off on a little tangent. Oh, yeah? That I have to bring up. It had um, Charles Barkley in it. Oh, yeah. Or Charles Barkley. Well, it was like kind of like uh, they're kind of doing a parody of the new Star Wars. Yeah. You know, they had like a Ray type chick and then stuff. And then Charles Barkley was like a, maybe like a Jedi or oh, something Oh, I remember like that. that one. Yeah. And then they go to this bar and there's like this conflict. There's like a Mexican standoff and type thing. Speaking and they're all speaking different languages. And, and he doesn't one, understand uh, what they're saying. Wait, you understand him? I thought he was just beeping and booping. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it's like everyone just kind of like plays it off super straight. And everyone just talks in their own language. Yeah. But understand each, uh, like, each wait, other. Wait, you understand that? Like, yeah, okay. Do the thing on the time. Like, what? I don't understand. They're all shooting and shit. And he's, he's like, like, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> I don't understand what anybody's saying. <laughs> that was great. I love that bit. <laughs> But yeah, um, like the the Mandalorian flying away from another planet, it kind of closes out that second episode. Yeah. Um, what I really like so far is um, they're they're kind of adding new characters. Apparently, at a good pace. Mm-hmm. The first episode was mostly him going a place, being a badass, and then walking away. Mm-hmm. And there's still that core element, but now they're adding more characters on because you can only watch someone almost wordlessly be a badass for so long. Yeah, and it's really interesting they. They never show his actual face in this, and like yeah, I think so. You can't see the emotionality, facial emotions. You can get it through with his voice yeah, acting, skills. and maybe his like his physical. Yeah, but um, I've noticed in a lot of Hollywood movies, they like to remove the mask every oh, yeah. once in a while, the so f- you can see the performance. You remember the first um, Judge Dredd? Yeah, he wore the mask for like the first like ten minutes, and then it never came back on. Yeah, because they want you to like. But the better, yeah, but the better, the better Dredd movie with Carl Irving. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wore the mask the whole damn time. Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. That, doesn't sound right. that doesn't sound right. <laughs> it's not Irving. Uh, I'm going to call him what I want. You're thinking of like Irving Magic Johnson? That still sounds wrong. I'm going to say Carl Irving. Uh, but but uh, he never takes off the mask, and it works because they made a good movie. And the same same for Spider-Man. They always had to create a situation where his mask, where his mask, gets, mask torn gets torn so you can see him. Off. Yeah, yeah. And then even Star Lord, every time he lands, his mask just, just immediately comes, comes off. And same with, and to the point where now, like, um, with the Iron Man suits, yeah, the nanotech mask immediately whoosh, back, 
yeah. and then when someone walks in the room, it comes up. And even when he's flying around, they they get you that HUD. Oh yeah, that super dark thing. Yeah, like inside his inside helmet. of his helmet. Yeah, it's a, it, that, that's that's so a they, cool shot. They said, "Fuck all that shit." Let's just take his mask off every second. No, but they but and the, and the Mandalorian, they're like, "Fuck all that no, shit." Yeah. He's just gonna have his mask on the whole time. I think it's a good choice because they're about to add a bunch of like you saw from the trailer. They have a bunch of other characters. And I think he will take the mask off at some point. Probably. I, I I can't wait for them to introduce that Twi'lek chick who winks at the camera. Let me tell you, I'm a sucker for a Twi'lek chick. I don't know what you're talking about. And the chicks with the uh, long head tentacles. Oh. Yeah, Twi'leks. They're usually the chicks are pretty hot. The dudes look hideous. <laughs> Go was figure. She, was she in uh, the? Yeah, she was in the Clone Wars. Well, there was right. a there was a Twi'lek. There's a, Twi'leks come all over the place. Like there's a Sith red one. That's mm. super hot. Like she wears like a bikini, black bikini with her red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, there's one in uh, Rebels, who's the who's like the girlfriend of the Jedi guy. Um, so th- they're all over the place. They're they're okay. an iconic species. I'll take your word for it. Same with the um, I forget the species of the uh, of the Ashoka Tano. They're kind of more um, ubiquitous too. Ashoka Tano. It, it, it's a Tegru. She's a Tegruda. I just looked it up. That's that race, and it's kind of ubiquitous, too, because they have a very dynamic head profile. Their hair is like a weird head thing. Hmm. And uh, she has her own, a couple of her own books where they talk about what that's called. But, it, yeah. Um, Maybe we'll see all this in... Uh, I hope we will. The high-budget Disney series. Okay, this whole thing is coming up to, like, a, a pretty long amount of time, so I'm going to say thank you for listening to this emergency episode of the Transmit Podcast, the Super Awesome Showdown Offshoot. Um... Uh, I'm Victor. And I'm Spike. And thanks for tuning in.